It's our job to destroy the works of the devil. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn Family.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We are on our life raft on this topic of youthful succession. We started going through our Heavenly Father's will, and we're at number the eighth element in our Heavenly Father's will, and this is destroying the works of the devil. Thank you for being present with us. Destroying the works of the devil is one of the aspects of our Heavenly Father's will, and that's in 1 John 3, verse 8. And the works of the devil are described as mindsets from Galatians 5, verses 19 to 21. And these mindsets include adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, etc. And the works of the devil also include the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And that is from 1 John 2, verse 16. So one of the elements of the, the succession of believers, the messianic believer, is to destroy these manifestations of evil. The ninth element is freely healing sickness, casting out devils, restoring unity and dignity in family and society by destroying contagious terminal ailments. For example, leprosy, hepatitis C, AIDS, and raising the premature dead. See Matthew chapter 10 verses 68. The tenth element is to receive and manifest God's glory. And glory here speaks to his weight, his worthiness, his beauty, his his extravagant show by being as unified as the holy Godhead. See John 17 verse 20 to 23. And so one of the points we're making is that what we get to manifest is the glory of God, his weight, his impact, his worthiness. We get to be the physical manifestations of God by being unified as his body. The unity of the messianic family shows the glory of God as the supreme being. That is in John 17, 20 to 23. Number 11. That martyrs or witnesses, the messianic community, we are totally confident in God's friendship. That regardless of his opponents, he's never afraid. We're making the point in Joshua 1 verse 9 that one of the parts of the will of God is that we are always confident in God's friendship and his impact in our life regardless of what our opponents throw at us. That we're always bold. Number 12, that man recognizes God as the present attentive supreme being or Elohim in the most private part of the earth and man living awestruck, impressed, fearing Yahweh, the Father of Christ, everywhere on this planet. Man can and should know that earth belongs to the attentively awesome God. And that's from Exodus chapter 8 verse 22 in the Holy Bible. We're making the point that man part of the will of God is that everywhere on this planet that a human being is located that they that even if it's in the most private part of the earth that man should know that every inch of earth belongs to God and it is our it is God's will that we are we are severely impressed and we fear him fear here means to be 
reverent, reverential of him to, to have utmost respect for God everywhere, not just at certain parts on this planet. Number 13, that his successors, the heavenly diaspora, that they manifest his omnipotent, omnipotent means all-powerful love by going to the entire world, teaching the gospel, baptizing and immersing or initiating people into the experience of the character. So they say the baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Number, and that's in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. So the, the dispersion of the name of God, the dispersion of his, his character through discipleship is part of the will of God. This is called the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Number 14 is man fulfilling Christ's joy. God, Yahweh, the Father of Christ, wants us to be fully, wants us to fully exhaust his son's carnally independent calm, delight, and pleasure, or his joy. John 17, 13. God doesn't just want us to dabble in joy and have a fleeting experience with his joy. He wants us to fully exhaust his joy, to fulfill his joy. And we're going to continue on our Heavenly Father's will right after the break. Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our Messianic Mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com. Famtifamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, continuing on our life raft tour of the youthful succession, youthful succession principle of Clement Peacher. We're on the will of our Heavenly Father, and we've been going through a number of elements of His will. Thank you for being present with us today. The 15th element of the Heavenly Father's will is that man loves one another exactly as God, as He loves us that we exhibit unconditional love for each other. See John 13 and verse 34, John 15, 12, 1 John 4, 78 in the Holy Bible. Number 16 is that we bear each other's burden, Galatians 6 verse 2. Number 17 is prosperity. See Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Genesis 39 verse 2 to 5 also reveals true prosperity as communing with and welcoming God in our life situation and not to compartmentalize our heart help us father to give life a room in christ and not not christ a room in our lives the point we're making here is that there is that prosperity is uh, one element of the will of god and the bible defines prosperity as where we welcome god in our lives and we do not compartmentalize our lives that we love the lord our god with all our heart soul and mind and love our neighbor as ourselves. number 18 is that we have good success from knowing the truth of god's law see joshua 1 verse 9 now this implies that there can also be evil success if quote unquote if you apply the word evil with success 
which is not God's preferred will. You can be what this world calls successful in evil, but that is not the will of God. We must have good success, and good success comes from knowing the truth of the law of God, and we understand that the law of God is completed in love, is fulfilled in love. Love is the fulfillment of the law as the scriptures teach. Number 19 is that God's anointing, and the anointing here speaks to his fragrance, his painting, his smearing, his election, his empowerment, uh, that that power, his spiritual power and equipment, that he equips his successors to be with him, that his anointing equips us to preach the good news and to be with him is in Mark 3, 14, that his anointing equips us to preach good news to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, deliver captives, uh, that is those enslaved mentally, spiritually, but also literally incarcerated prisoners. And just on this issue of imprisonment, for example, in 2015, the Huffington Post reported that there were 150 exonerees who were wrongfully accused after, excuse me, the U.S. penal system stole about 15 years of their lives. So we're making the point that there are a lot of people that are incarcerated illegally or unfairly and a part of the element of God. One element of God's will is that his anointing, which is his painting, his empowerment, equips his people to free people from unfair uh, unfair imprisonment. And we see sin as an unfair imprisonment of God's image bearers, the human race. The gospel reverses unfair judgments and frees sin's exonerees. And we're saying everybody who is afflicted by the sinful condition is is, uh, is somebody who, a sinner, for example, is someone that is under the unfairness of sin. Man was not made to be afflicted by sin. And a part of what God's will is, is that man be freed from sin. Recovering of sight to the blind is another element of what God's anointing is for, to declare that Christ's time is now and proclaiming God's retribution on evil. Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 2, Luke 4 verse 18 to 19 tells us that. Number 20 tells us that man being thankful in and for all circumstances is another element of God's will. And that's in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 18 and Ephesians 5 verse 20. Number 21 tells us man's repentance not destruction is God's will. See 2 Peter 3 verse 9. Number 22 says man standing in God's image and likeness of love in the face of evil is another part of God's will. These are what we are empowered to succeed God in and to be his successors in. And that's in Ephesians 6 verse 13, John 17 15. And the book goes through the light raft, goes through a number of other elements of the will of God. And goes to number 33, which is that man should assert God's image, likeness, and glory over the entire world. So with that, we're going to take a break. We're making a point here that as successors to an infinite father, we have a massive mission to complete. So this is why we have been given the keys to the kingdom. And that's in Matthew 16, 18, and John 17, 22. This mission is huge. But it is mission possible, not mission impossible. And that is why God gives us his anointing. Because we must complete our father's business. And Jesus Christ said that in Luke 2 verse 49, I believe. 
We're going to pause for today. We encourage you to give us your reactions on the regular channels. Our email is connect at fantifamily.com. Share this with your family and friends. We also encourage you to give us a shout if you're on the Anchor Anchor, Anchor platform. And also contact us on our fantifamily.com website as well as Panty Strong, which is our Facebook handle. Lincoln encouraging you to have a great day today. Crushing effeminacy. Why rob God in this world of you and your family? And until next time, be nuclear. Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our messianic mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly with personal sessions, $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com. I've lived out of suitcases, being places that's not home, alone knowing that I am one sneeze away from eviction, understanding that for my protection groceries stay under the bed. I've lived where you don't sleep comfortably, not unpacking because it's not your home. That's how Christ felt in me. He showed me the suitcase in the corner. I opened the door and showed him my 100-inch TV, the latest Querig, all the things he wasn't to touch. I gave him the room to keep the front of my house clean. Clean me up from the visible things. But you see that pride and superiority on the coffee table? Don't you dare go near that. Just keep me looking clean, but don't you dare unpack. No need to put faith, hope and love on the closet rack. This flesh is my home, just your air B&B. My selfishness is the reason why you made me free. My Bible school certificate and hermeneutics are the utmost sign of my divinity. My human mentors pictures all over my living room as Christ is handed an old wooden room to keep the front of my house clean. I respond to my kids with all kinds of mean my anointing more precious than the Messiah. How dare Christ interrupt my morning prayer. Just take the broom and sweep the public things. But don't dare unpack and take up any space in my life. Especially when it's time for the kids and wife. Just curl up in the corner until 
it's time to soup. Right?